The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the College Football Daily. It is Monday, February 21st. I'm your host, Nick Costco. Notre Dame has a new dynamic with head coach Marcus Freeman and new defensive coordinator Al Golden. The Fighting Irish are going to be a fascinating watch in 2022 as Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated is going to join me to break it down and give me a bit of a state of the union. It's an interesting conversation here about the Fighting Irish as they look to return to the college football playoff next season. Here's my conversation with Tom Loy. Pleased to welcome in now Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated to the College Football Daily. Tom, thanks for joining me, man. And Notre Dame, there's a lot of news going around right now. This is actually, I would say, quite the offseason right now for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, man, it's been pretty, pretty wild. A lot crazier than I think a lot of us would have expected after, you know, BK leaves. And then you get a lot of the guys saying they're going to stay. You know, they're all dedicated to the program, the future under Marcus Freeman, all this kind of stuff. And now you look at it and they get a bunch of new coaches. So it's kind of crazy. Um, it was nice on Wednesday, kind of having a media opportunity to get to talk to these guys, get to know these guys a little better. And pretty wild though, man, this really is a, a top to bottom, one of the best coaching staffs I've seen when you're when you're looking at recruiting and the football side of things. There's not a weak point on this current staff, in, in my opinion. So I think Notre Dame fans should be very excited about the future of the, and uh, the direction of the program under under Marcus Freeman. So let's talk about that direction for Notre Dame going into 2022. Obviously, you look at Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator last year, gets promoted from within after Brian Kelly abruptly leaves. Freeman is looked at as one of these young and up-and-coming head coaches. Players seem to love him. Recruits seem to love him. Uh, but he also brought in Al Golden now as the, as the new defensive coordinator, of course, the former Miami Hurricanes head coach. Spent the last six, seven years in the NFL, most recently with the Cincinnati Bengals. It's an interesting dynamic now with Freeman and Golden because Golden is that veteran presence as a former head coach, but now he's taking over the defensive responsibilities. Now, for Marcus Freeman as a head coach, what does this do between him and Golden and how that affects the rest of the roster, the rest of the staff? What do you see in this dynamic now? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So when we were going through the the process of reporting on how this is going to play out. Al Golden was a name we, we initially threw out. And if you talk to the Notre Dame fans, you know, a lot of them were like, you know, a little skeptical to say the least. He's a little older. He's been around the block. You know, if you really look at a big picture, you want somebody that's got the head coach experience. You you, you want somebody that that has done this at, at the highest level, fresh off a really good season with, with the Cincinnati Bengals and a guy that's got some recruiting chops, a guy that's done, like I said, had success at the college level. And then you kind of look at the the rest of the coaching staff and, and what they're trying to do and some of the names we threw out there. You got a lot of young guys, obviously outside of Harry Heastan, but that guy that guy is Notre Dame, you know, offensive line you and this and that. But the rest of those guys like Chancey Stuckey and, and Dela McCullough and Chris O'Leary and Brian Mason, they're all pretty young. And you want that veteran presence. So 
kudos to Marcus Freeman. That was one of his things that he really wanted. He wanted somebody with a veteran presence, somebody that can help him, somebody that's that's been a head coach. It wasn't a you know, it wasn't like the the end all be all. He had to have a guy who was once a head coach, but it was one of his criteria. So when we first reported that Al Golden was in the mix and we said like, look guys, this is very serious. Like he's, he's a contender. Some of the people were like a little skeptical, but they started to come around on him. And I started talking to some sources nationally, guys that have worked with him. Uh, I don't know Al Golden personally, and I just wanted to get a better idea. And people were talking about how fire he is, how passionate it is. And they said he's a great defensive mind. And one source even said that he would be a great hire for a variety of reasons. And one of them being the fact that he's been a head coach, Marcus Freeman hasn't, and he's going to be somebody that he can actually bounce some ideas off of. So instead of him just kind of working hand in hand with Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator, he now has another person to lean on, somebody that's well-liked, well-respected in the industry. And I, I think that was that was huge. I think that's extremely key. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be successful for another, it's going to help them be successful. So, but then you're looking about the on field stuff. Marcus Freeman spoke on Wednesday and we, we heard him say that, look, this is not going to be Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator. I'm Marcus Freeman, the head coach. It's going to be Al Golden's defense. He's the defensive coordinator. So like, it's going to be essentially Marcus Freeman's system, but Al Golden's going to come in and they're going to kind of mesh things together. Here's where I think we can improve. Here's where we, you know, our skill set is really strong here. Maybe not so much here. Let's do things a little different. So that's that's the, the dynamic that he really wanted. You know, Mark's going to be very involved still with the defense, no question. And he's obviously at the point now because he was so good with the defense. So he's at this point now because he's been great. So blend it together, mesh it, and just keep improving because the Notre Dame defense has been really good for years so might as well just kind of build on that and that's where Freeman and Golden really connected. It's really interesting that you mentioned that Freeman's kind of putting the responsibilities onto Al Golden for at least the defense as a whole because we know how great Freeman was as a defensive coordinator now that he has the head coaching role he has to oversee the entire program there's more that comes to that of course rather than just the on the field stuff but it's interesting that you mentioned that Golden is now basically now this mastermind of the Notre Dame defense how much influence do you think Freeman is going to put in to that defensive scheme, perhaps his own philosophies, or you think he's going to let Golden actually fully run with it, and maybe Freeman's there now to just advise at this point? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna change too much. One thing that that Freeman actually said Wednesday was, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but the gist of it was like, I don't care what you guys did before I, I got here. I'm now the defensive coordinator. I'm going to, we're going to run things my way. And that's fine when Brian Kelly's your head coach, because he's an offensive guy. He's kind of hands off. It is what it is, but it's different now. Marcus Freeman's a defensive guy. So he's going to be very hands-on. He's going to try to be as hands-on on both sides of the ball as much as he has. But I've kind of said it at Irish Illustrated pretty, pretty frequently over the last few months. Like Tommy Reese is not the head coach, but he's essentially the head coach of the offensive side of the ball. There's no longer a Brian Kelly hanging over the top of that. So he's going to run things on the offensive side of the ball. Freeman's going to run things on the defensive side of the ball. But at the same time, like Al Golden's going to be the guy getting the credit. Al Golden's going to be the guy that they're coming after if they struggle. But at the same time, like like Marcus Freeman has been so successful defensively. Al Golden's been a little out of the college game, but now he's been in the NFL game. They're going to mesh everything together. It's going to be a really good blend. Like I said, he one of the biggest things Marcus Freeman was looking for was fit. And that's the same mentality for all coaching positions, for recruiting. He wants to find the right fits, but also he wants to find the best of the best that fit in Notre Dame. And he found that in Al Golden. He really did. And he he found somebody not necessarily going to be a yes man, but he wanted somebody with experience, somebody that, that really knows how to coach ball. 
and somebody that's going to be a really good recruiter, it's going to, it's, I really don't see any downfall to hiring Al Golden. I think this is going to be very successful. It's interesting you mentioned that. And just one more on uh, Al Golden. I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, well, when you have a former head coach like Al Golden, who had success in Miami, and then of course it went down the tubes, so to speak, and then he went off and become an assistant coach in the NFL. I guess the to play devil's advocate to this hire, you mentioned how Freeman didn't want a yes man, so to speak, but he felt this was a great fit. Do you think there's going to be any, I don't want to say personal issues, but maybe there's going to be some kind of cloud, maybe, so to speak, hanging over Freeman and Golden, knowing that Golden ran a big time program in Miami just a few years ago, maybe a little bit more than a few years ago now at this point. But is there any worry that Golden could kind of overshadow Freeman in a way? I mean, did you see any of those types of things happening? Not really. I really don't think so. And another thing that that Al said yesterday when we spoke to him was that when Marcus had his initial press conference, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, obviously it's publicized everywhere and shown everywhere, but Golden actually said he watched it and he talked to his wife and was like, this is a guy I want to coach for and and coach with. So Marcus is young, no question. He's green. He's a brand new head coach first time, but there's a reason that like myself, people that have gotten to know him and, and, and dealt with him in the past and, and um, other people that, that have gotten to know him. Like we all went to bat in terms of like, this is a guy we think should be the next head coach at Notre Dame. Again, first year, we all, they all start somewhere, right? But this is a guy that already commands the room. He's got the respect from everybody he deals with. Al Golden wouldn't take this job necessarily if he didn't trust and respect and and really see a great direction of Notre Dame under the Marcus Freeman era. So he's not going to come in and try to like, you know, take over and be the, be the guy and, and almost like be a assistant head coach, if you will. I really do think that he took this job because he sees a bright future under Marcus Freeman. I think that one of the first guys we, we talked about was John Haycock at Iowa State, the defensive coordinator potentially coming over. We reported that he was offered the job. He was the first candidate. Al, Al Golden was the second. I think that his decision not to make that move to Notre Dame was not out of a, a lack of respect for Marcus Freeman, but I think it was more of the a little bit of like uncertainty. Like, I don't know if I want to, I got a really good thing going right now. Do I want to make that move? So I think that that's where Al Golden was like, I'm in, like, let's do this. Let's bring, let's take Notre Dame over the top. I trust Marcus Freeman, the, the, you know, he's going to take things to the next level, this and that. So I don't think he's going to try to step on his toes at all. I really, I really think that he's taking this job because he just simply buys in and wants to work alongside Marcus Freeman. We'll take a quick break. And on the other side, we are going to talk a little bit more Notre Dame and of course the outlook for 2022 for the Fighting Irish under Marcus Freeman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Back here with the College Football Daily, Nick Costco alongside Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated. Tom, it's interesting now when we look at Notre Dame moving into 2022. So we discussed Al Golden and what his impact is going to be on the defense and how that dynamic is going to work with Marcus Freeman. But now the bigger picture, so to speak, with Freeman is... Can he get Notre Dame over the hump? Obviously, we saw Brian Kelly lead Notre Dame to a couple of big games, such as the college football playoff a couple of times, a BCS national championship game, but they have yet to get over that hump, so to speak, which is win the big one or win that big New Year's Six game. So is there pressure right now on Freeman to get it done in what is now his official year one as head coach of the Fighting Irish? Oh, there's a there's a ton of pressure. No question. I mean, it's just it's not even a, a Marcus Freeman thing. It's a Notre Dame thing. I mean, they're not they they are not expecting some drop off some bounce back like we'll take it easy. No, especially after the Fiesta Bowl, you know, they look like the greatest team in the country for the first half. And then they're like, wait, what happened that second half? And I will say like next season, they start at Ohio State. Like it doesn't get much better than that. It's going to be awesome. There's so many ties. Everybody's gonna be talking about the backstory. Marcus Freeman's old team team he played at against, you know, his new team, this and that. So yeah, that Notre Dame, everybody surrounding this program is not expecting like, okay, let's just hope to keep it close. No, they're, they're going into that game and wanting to win it. And I know it's kind of crazy to say this, but I really think that the best thing that could have happened for them heading into that game against Ohio State is the fact that they lost in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State. Like, I know it's kind of silly to say, but they looked so good for that first half. The second half was like, okay, the Marcus Freeman honeymoon era, he even said it, it's over. Like we had a major slip up in the second half, but let's be honest, this is a, it was a glorified exhibition. It didn't matter. They weren't playing for anything. So like chalk that up as a learning experience. You now have a brand new staff. You're going to have a brand new quarterback. You're going to have a bunch of new players all over the team. Like this is a team that should be in the mix for the college football playoffs next year. They're going to they're gonna want to go in and beat Ohio State. They're going to have the confidence that they can do that. And it's funny because Marcus Freeman, when he was putting the staff together, he wasn't necessarily putting together a group of guys that, you know, are going to be headliners. And, you know, they could have easily gone and gotten Tim Brewster at tight ends coach and been a guy that like, is they're going to recruit at a high level. And it would have sent shockwaves across the country and everybody knows him. And there'd have been a bunch of social media hype, this and that. He wants coaches that will literally take this group of young men and make them better and take them to the next level level right away because that's the biggest thing for him. He is not going to looking to start oh officially 0-1 as a head coach when it comes to regular season games. He wants to win that game badly, and he thinks that the staff that he put together does exactly that. So when you got Ohio State on the schedule and you got obviously North Carolina like normal, Stanford, USC – They're not expecting any type of a drop-off. So, again, look for a really successful season in 22 for Notre Dame, but it all starts September 3rd against Ohio State. And now just uh, one more for you because it's interesting that we mentioned the perception of Notre Dame's program going to next year. Of course, Freeman is basically – putting a b- bit of a reboot on it, maybe a bit a new, uh, obviously a fresh face, if you will. But you meant, but it's interesting that you mentioned the Ohio State game, how big that is already, considering that's what they open with. They go there. It's Freeman's former team. It's very early right now. We're not even in spring ball yet, although we do wish we, wish we were already. But when you look at the, that Ohio State game, how does the perception of Notre Dame change if they win that game? And what would you say is the perception going into that game, knowing that Ohio State is looking like another national title contender in 2022? And for Notre Dame, might, they might just be hoping to get to the playoff. Yeah, I think if they can win that game, the hype, although it's already been pretty crazy, is going to be at another level um, because of the fact that they know the kind of firepower Ohio State possesses on the offensive side of the ball. But I'm just telling you, like as cocky, confident, 
and optimistic that the group is at Notre Dame. They're not expecting any type of a drop off. Like I said, they're not going into that game hoping to keep it close. They want to go and win that game. And I really do think they have the pieces to, to actually do that. I'm very excited about the potential of quarterback Tyler Buckner. Um, obviously, they could still do some things and, and hit the transfer portal. Um, new guys hit there every day. But I think my, you know, my expectation is that he's going to be the quarterback come that game and his ability to run and throw and um, all the stuff behind the scenes that he's been doing that he hasn't shown yet um, on Saturday is it's it's going to be pretty exciting. I mean, he can do a lot and he's tough to game plan for. I mean, this guy was a very high profile, successful high school quarterback, and it's going to be his chance to be QB one. So Tommy Reese is, you know, chomping at the bit to, to see what he can do. The lights aren't going to be too bright for him. He'll be ready for that moment. There's not going to be any, you know, worry and freaking out. So if they can win that game and the hype's going to be through the roof, they're going to be obviously one of the top teams in the country at that point. And I think the, ske- the schedule itself sets up. It's obviously going to be the toughest game on the schedule. And then if they have a chance to run the table after that game and, and be undefeated when they take off, take on USC and Lincoln Riley, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that when, when you got to, you know, what I expect to be a, a much better and a good USC team against Notre Dame. Like, let's get ready, man. Grab your popcorn. So it should be a lot of fun. That's going to be a hype train, so to speak, to say the least. He is Tom Loy. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Loy247. He's the Notre Dame insider for Irish Illustrated here at 247 Sports. Tom, appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you, buddy. A fascinating watch indeed. Notre Dame, Ohio State kicking off the season in September. That's going to be one heck of a watch. Once again, be sure to follow Tom on Twitter at TomLoy247 and check out all of your Notre Dame inside information at Irish Illustrated as part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I am Nick Costco saying so long. You have been listening to the College Football Daily. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.